in faith and giving, we are talking about releasing what God has given us and trusting him. And we do that in faith, and we believe that he will respond to us, and he will provide for us. We talked about last week that he is according to Genesis. And we look at Genesis chapter 22, verse 14. Abraham, where he offered up his son Isaac, he called that place Jehovah-Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. Amen. And so we understand that God is a provider and that he doesn't just provide us with stuff, but he provides us with him. Amen. How many of you want God? I don't know about you, but I want God. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> See, uh, we can have stuff, uh, but we, uh, we lose stuff and people can take stuff. But when God get in you, Amen. I don't care what happened to you. I don't care what you're going through. Amen. Can't nobody take God from you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so I want God. Somebody say that I want God. And you know you got to want God more than you want stuff. Somebody help me this morning. You've got to love God more than you love stuff. And listen, when you love God more... It becomes a lot easier to release what you have because you understand what you have, he has, even greater. Somebody say, he has greater. Oh, bless the name of God. And so this morning, for a few minutes, I'm going to try not to be long. I want to talk about how to release your faith with thanksgiving. Amen. Somebody say, I'm going to release my faith. With thanksgiving. I want to hear everybody say it. I am going to release my faith with thanksgiving. Praise the name of God. And that's how we need to, we need to worship. We need to praise. Um, we need to worship and we need to praise that way. Uh, because oftentimes the condition and the things we're going through uh, <clears throat> don't always line up with what we believe God said. And so we don't need to have a conditional praise life. We don't need a conditional prayer life. Amen. We don't need a conditional worship life. But this is what I do in response to who he is and what I believe about what he said. And if you go to Psalm chapter 69, that's where we're going to take our text from this morning and starting down at verse 29 we're going to read all the way down to verse 36 and we look at what the psalmist says it says here this is a psalm of David and if you start at verse 29 I'm skipping all the way down there he makes a statement about his situation he says I am suffering and in pain. David says, I am suffering and in pain. That's very clear what David is going through. Uh, he's not um, unsure about it. He makes this statement that this is where I am. Amen. You've got to recognize where you are. 
Amen. You've got to acknowledge your situation. Come on. You can't ignore what you're going through, what you're dealing with, what happened to you. But own it and say, this is what I have. This is what I feel. Is that all right? Sometimes we as believers, we want to get pious. Amen. And we want to be holy. And that's great. He said, be holy. But sometimes we just don't feel good. Amen. Sometimes things just don't look good. Come on. Sometimes things are going in the wrong direction in our life or look like that. Sometimes we are in a place where we are suffering. Okay. And sometimes we're in a place when we are in pain. And we've got to be truthful. We've got to be honest with ourselves and honest with one another. We have to uh, be uh, more real and authentic in our faith because God is not looking for anybody that's pretending or that's got it all together or that haven't made any mistakes or doesn't know what it feels like to be down, to be sick, to be hurt. A man doesn't know what it feels like to be wronged or mistreated or under attack, but he wants us to be in the place where our humanness recognizes his divinity and it recognizes his power and it recognizes that he knows how and he's able to deal with our suffering and our pain. We serve a God that is not a God that is one that made us not to be able to feel and have emotions and experience hurt, but he's a God that made us in his image and his likeness. And so if we uh, know what it feels like to suffer and have pain, we have a, a, a priest and we look at Hebrews and it talks about one that has been touched and knows how we feel in purposes of our infirmity. Amen. He was tempted in all areas, yet he was without sin. And so don't ever get in your head and in your mind, God does not understand what I feel. And God doesn't understand where I am because he came down in the form of his son, Jesus. And he walked this earth and he dealt with folk like you dealt with them. And guess what? Amen. He was so obedient to his assignment that it led him to a place called Galgotha. Some of y'all went with us on Wednesday night. We went to see Journey with Jesus at the theater and we looked at the life of Jesus. We understand that he was human, but he was divine and he experienced suffering and pain. And so he knows how to deal with our suffering and our pain. Somebody say amen. God knows how to deal with our suffering and our pain. And David here acknowledges the state that he's in. He says that I am suffering and in pain. Somebody listening to me right now, uh, they are suffering. Uh, but the suffering we are dealing with, not always physical, but more times often it's spiritual. We are dealing with a spirit. We are dealing with a, a kingdom of darkness that is constantly after us. And then we are living in a fallen environment where the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And we have been exposed to this. Amen. It's a part of our nature to feel pain, to feel hurt. And here David says, I am suffering and I am in pain. But he says here, rescue me, O God, by your saving power. 
Come on, when you are suffering and when you are in pain, you need to learn how to call on Jesus. Somebody say, call on Jesus, because he answers prayer. David says, rescue me, O God, by your saving power. Then I will praise God's name with singing. Amen. That's why we come in the worship. We don't come in. We shouldn't come in talking, praise the Lord, and joking. But we should enter his gates with thanksgiving. Come on. We start the service out with worship because that's how God told us to approach him. He didn't say approach him uh, with a, a sad story, uh, but nobody know the trouble I've seen. He know it, and he see it, but he said, come before me with thanksgiving. And the psalmist says that I will praise God's name with singing in verse 30, and I will honor him with thanksgiving. For this will please the Lord more than sacrificing cattle. Come on, this is a key scripture. What the psalmist says, that praise and thanksgiving and honoring God will please the Lord more than stuff. Does anybody hear me this morning? Amen. More than sacrifices, more than presenting a bull with horns and hooves, it says the humble will see their God at work and be glad. Is anybody looking for God? Come on, is anybody searching for God? Does anybody recognize God is at work in your life? Do you recognize that he's at work in your situation even when you are going through suffering and pain? Do you recognize that God is at work? And what do you do? It says, let all who seek God's help be encouraged for the Lord hears the cries of the needy and he does not despise his imprisoned people. Come on. God is looking at you. And he sees your condition. He hears your cry. And he doesn't despise you. And then verse 34 says, praise him. O heaven and earth, the things, the seas, and all that move in them. For God will save Jerusalem. And he will reveal the towns of Judah. It says his people will live there and settle in their own land. The descendants of those who obey him. Come on, this is another key verse, and I'm going to deal with this. Will inherit the land. And those who love him will live there safely. Amen. The word of the Lord is blessed. We're talking this morning from the subject, release your faith with thanksgiving. Come on, how do I release my faith? The Bible tells us, release it with thanksgiving. Say that, I'm going to release my faith with thanksgiving. Praise the name of the Lord. Thanksgiving in the Bible Context means to respond to God's goodness and grace with gratitude. The word for giving thanks in the Old Testament, if we break it down here, if we look at verse around verse 30, it says that word thanksgiving, it means to raise hands in God to God in gratitude. Come on, 
respond to God's goodness with and his grace with gratitude. When we give thanks, we are responding to God. We are releasing our faith in expectation of God's goodness and grace. And we raise our hands. We lift them. It is a sign of victory and surrender. And we release our faith with thanksgiving because he told us to do it. The state of the believer is found in verse 29, poor. King James Version used the word poor and sorrowful. But that word poor is not just a description of someone's financial position because there's a lot of folk that's rich, but they're poor. Amen. Poor means afflicted. Afflicted means to be depressed. And it's not just a psychological word, depressed, but literally in the word, it meant to be pressed down. Okay? To be afflicted. And sometimes in life, we feel like there's a weight on us. There's a weight of the responsibility of a man, a woman, a husband, a wife, a mother, a father. There's a weight of the responsibility of being a Christian in a ungodly work environment. Hello, somebody. There's the weight of being a young person in a school where folk are acting crazy. I saw something on social media the other day where there was a young lady who took the phone in the classroom and was cursing the teacher out and talking crazy. And I began to look at the comments, and they said this is normal behavior in the modern-day school where children are acting crazy. Even in the kindergarten, they're talking, they're cussing. Come on, they're lying, they're fighting. And listen, and we're in a place where there's a lot of things that weigh on us. Amen. And then we are oftentimes in a state of sorrowfulness, and that word literally interpreted there meant to be in pain, to be sore, to have pain. And it's not just physical, but it's spiritual. You can feel what you are going through. I don't care how much anointing you got and how much Holy Ghost you got and how much Bible you got. Listen, God made you be able to bleed like he bled. Hello? Come on, he made you to be able to see like he see, and you can feel what you're going through. Anybody hear what I'm saying this morning? Uh, when you're sick, you don't just say you're sick because you want to be sick, but you feel a certain way in your body. There's something not right. And sometimes, even in the spirit, we don't always know how to express what we're dealing with, but we just don't feel good. Something don't feel right. But don't let how you feel and don't let what's going on around you that's afflicting you cause your praise to change in the wrong direction. Let it elevate, let it accelerate, and let it go higher and let it be a release of what you believe about what the word says that we are to do 
as a believer because our praise and our worship life is not to be conditional upon what we feel or what we see or what's weighing on us, but we do it anyway. We say hallelujah anyhow. Come on, when you go to the doctor and the report and the numbers ain't right, I give God praise. Come on, when you go to the bank and the and account don't look right, I give God praise. When you're on the job and folk not acting right, I give God praise. When you go home and your children acting up, I give God praise. Come on, when you go out in your car and you start it and it won't start, Come on, I give God praise when I go home and the hot weeder, hot water heater go out. When the grounds won't go up, come on. When there's a flood in the bathroom, I give God praise because my praise is not conditioned and it's not predicated upon how I feel or by what's weighing on me. But it's because of God's goodness and mercy that I'm here and I'm releasing my faith, not because of what I'm experiencing in this environment, but because I know heaven's got something in star for me and he have made me glad and I will magnify the Lord and I will praise the Lord no matter what my circumstance I will bless the Lord like the psalmist said in Psalm 34 at all times and he used that word all because he said my praise is not conditional but when I praise God I release in my faith because I believe what the word says Thank you, Jesus. I believe what the word says. If I look at 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, when he says, be thankful in all circumstances. Too many of us fussing and we're complaining and we're murmuring and we're worrying. But the Lord said, I don't care what your circumstance is. Give thanks. Why? Because this is the will of for you who belong to Jesus. And if you belong to Jesus, your confession ought to be the confession of your faith. If you belong to Jesus, your thanksgiving ought to be a release of your praise and your worship and honor to God. Because you know that he loves you, that he cares about you. Ephesians 5 and 20 says, giving thanks always for all things under God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you release your faith with thanksgiving because you're releasing your praise and in, in towards the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. When I praise and worship God, I'm not praising and worshiping my problem. I'm not praising and worshiping what I feel, but I'm worshiping Jesus Christ because he is the one that is risen from the dead. He is the one that took the pain, that took the sorrow, that took our sin and had it nailed and whipped. And he won that went into the grave. He's the one that went into hell. He's the one that got up from the grave with all power and I'm releasing my faith with thanksgiving because my praise is a seed. I'm going to slow down. I'm doing a lot of yelling this morning. Somebody say this. Treat your praise like a seed. Come on. Somebody say that. My praise is a seed. My God, help me. We need to sow in faith. Come on, when you plant, when you sow, you plant, you sow because you believe that the harvest and increase is going to come because the obedience of what you're doing when you plant yourself in the word, when you plant your faith in what God says, it's a seed. Thank you, Jesus. If you look 
at verse 36, the King James Version says, the seed of his servants shall inherit the land. There is something God wants you to possess on, but you have to release your praise and faith. You have to release in thanksgiving and so in faith to take title and possession of what heaven have promised. That word, the seed of his servants shall inherit the land. That word inherit meant to get as a possession, to acquire, to inherit, to possess. What else does it mean to have or to get property? It meant to acquire testimony, to divide for possession, to possess for oneself, to give as a possession, to cause to inherit, to give as an inheritance. When I sow a seed, when I plant, when we seed our praise, this puts a demand on heaven. When we seed our praise, this produces a response and brings us closer to spiritual increase and inheritance of what the word of God says. Our praise is an indicator of our faith. Come on, I'm talking about releasing your faith with thanksgiving. Our praise is an indicator of our thanks. And so what level do you expect God to move? At what level do you expect God to do? At what level do you expect God to perform? See, God meets us where we meet him. We've been talking about it. God made Abraham when he got to the point where he was laid his son across the altar and had his knife up and say, I'm about to sacrifice him to the Lord. God meets us where we meet him and God releases to us what we release to him. That's why it's important to release your worship and praise when you don't feel like doing it. See, the psalmist says, I am poor. He says, I'm in pain. But then he immediately goes into verse 30. He says, then I will praise God's name with singing. Come on, and that means there's got to be something coming out of my mouth that lines up with what he has said. And when I sing, I'm not singing my woe and my trouble, but I'm singing of his goodness. I'm singing of his mercy. I'm singing of his kindness. Come on, I'm declaring what his word says. Come on, I'm magnifying the name of the Lord. And then he says, I will honor him with thanksgiving. So when you release your praise and worship, you do it when you don't feel like doing it. You release your praise and your worship when you're being afflicted. You release your praise and worship when you're in pain. And you need to get to a place when your praise outweighs your poverty. When your praise outweighs your place of spiritual imprisonment and lack. Where your praise outweighs your pain. Come on, is anybody praise outweigh their pain this morning? Sometimes we let what we feel and what we see get the best of our testimony. Get the best of our worship. Come on, but let your praise come above and rise above your circumstance this morning. Get to a point. Where your praise outweighs your area of affliction. I may be going through something. I may need something. I may be dealing something. But I'm going to give God the glory anyhow. Come on. Why do I do it? Because our praise pleases the Lord. 
Why does it please the Lord? Because it's in an act in obedience and faith and trust that God will do what? When the psalmist says, I'm suffering, I'm in pain, he says, rescue me, O God, by your saving power. And so I believe that even though I may feel a certain way, I may be dealing with the circumstance, that the cry of the believer is to rescue me. Come on, why does he say the word rescue? Because when God says he comes to produce the byproduct of salvation, and that means that everything about you, everything in you, everything attached to you, God wants to bring warfare, prosperity, deliverance, peace, and victory, and he knows how to rescue you from your place of affliction, from your place of poverty. And how does he do it? He says, by your saving power. And if you really dissect these words here, it meant to set me on high. That's what God wants you to do. Come on. We sang that earlier. Lord, in my life, I want you to be glorified. I want you to be lifted high. Come on. Not only when you set God on high, amen, is he glorified, but then he will set you on high. What happens when God sets you on high? Listen, I'm not trying to be sacrilegious. But what I'm telling you is God will move you above what you're feeling. He will move you above what you're experiencing to a place where heaven open, where heaven is open, where peace and love and joy. When God sets you on high, then you become inaccessible to the enemy because he may attack your body. He may try to attack your mind. He may try to attack your finances. He may attack your marriage. He may attack your children. But you can't touch my soul. Come on, my soul is blessed. My soul is saved. My soul is delivered. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody need the Lord to set you on high this morning? You in a low place. Come on, when the flood waters are coming, what do you do? You move up higher. If you look at verse 1 in Psalm 69, he said, save me for the flood waters are up to my neck. Anybody up to your neck with situation this morning? Anybody up to neck in your finances? Anybody up to neck in your body? Anybody up, up to neck with conflict or trouble? Listen, God say, I want to take you higher. Come on, I want you to set me on high because I'll set you on high. I want you to lift me up because I'll lift you up. Come on, God sets you up. Come on, somebody say, I'm in pain, I'm afflicted, but I'm going to praise God anyway because God wants to set you up. Come on, somebody say, it looked like this thing about to tear me up. This thing looked like it's about to tear me down. This thing looked like it's about to tear up my house. It looked like it's about to tear up my job. It looked like it's about to tear up my body. But listen, I just believe that God is positioning me for greater. I believe God is positioning me to receive a harvest, to go into a place of promise, to take possession of that which he promised me. And I'm going to release my faith with thanksgiving. I don't see it. I don't understand it. It don't make sense. But I'm going to glorify God anyhow. Does anybody got an anyhow praise this morning to say, Lord, I lift you up no matter how I feel, no matter what I see, no matter what happened to me. I praise you. Listen, when you praise him, God will set you up on high. God sets you up when you call for him for help. The psalmist said, rescue me. Come on, God sets you up. When you call on him in praise, when you open up your mouth, 
And when you declare that he will do it, the psalmist says, when you declare with singing, when you declare with thanksgiving, when you praise God's name, come on, somebody calling the wrong name. You calling people's name. You calling your problem's name. But you need to call his name. Somebody say Jesus. Come on, somebody say it again, Jesus. You ever been in a situation you didn't know what to say? You didn't know what to do? Start calling his name. Somebody need to call it at your house right now. Jesus, I need you to rescue me, Jesus. I need you to save me, Jesus. I need you to heal me, Jesus. I need you to touch me, Jesus. I need you to feel me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to call his name. Come on. To get too high. To where what the enemy is trying to do, it won't work. I get so high in my praise and my worship. To what happened to me in 19, this year, 19, that year. It don't have a grip on me no more because I've learned how to release my faith. I've learned how to release my worship. I've learned how to set him on high. I know how to exalt him. Thank you, Jesus. How do we cry out to him with praise? Come on, God want to hear a clear sound out of you. See, too many of us, he get mixed messages. Come on. We say one thing when we're in church, but when we get out of here, hey, man, we done lost all faith. And we done told everybody that all oh, this hope is gone. But listen, release your faith with thanksgiving. Come on, God is good anyhow. Come on, never let your problems get you down. When a problem come your way, lift your hand to God and say, there's hallelujah. Anyhow, it says with singing, thank you, Lord. He says to make a clear sound, extend your hand, release your faith, give praise to God. Why? Because verse 33 says the Lord heals. Verse 35 says the Lord saves. Verse 35 says the Lord builds. So I'm going to release my faith with thanksgiving. Hallelujah, bless the name of God. Come on. My praise is a seed that I'm sowing in faith, in response to who God is. And I know that when I put a demand on heaven, that heaven will respond. And the seed of his servants shall inherit the land. I don't care what you're looking at. I don't care who got it. I don't care what the enemy looked like. He's got control of. The Lord says, my seed is blessed and my servants shall inherit it. I don't care what you've lost. I don't care who took it from you. I don't care who walked out of your life. The Bible says, they that love his name shall dwell therein. And what was he talking about? He says, he will save Jerusalem and rebuild the town of Judah and his people will live there. And those who obey him will inherit the land. Come on. How do I obey him? I praise him when I don't feel like it. I release when I don't understand it. When it don't make sense. When I have a David situation. He says I'm sorrowful and I'm in pain. But I know God will release something that I need. 
when I release my praise. I know that my praise is a seed that I'm sowing in faith that God is going to release from heaven. He's going to produce a response. And I'm going to take title and possession of everything that God had promised me. What has he promised you? Not houses and cars and diamonds and rings, but joy and peace. Something money can't buy. Healing. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let your praise become an indicator of your faith. Come on, God wants you to meet him where you need him to meet you. Hallelujah. He says, meet him where he wants you to meet you. Release your faith with thanksgiving. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your son, Jesus. Which a seed that you sent in the earth and you sowed it. He went willingly. He died and suffered for me. And Lord, there's nothing we're going through that can compare to the suffering and the pain you experience. But Lord, you're not belittling or diminishing our suffering and our pain, our poverty and our lack. But Lord, you are looking for a response and a reaction that is in faith. And it's called thanksgiving. And so God, on this afternoon, we give you thanks. Come on, we lift up our voice with a halal. And we want a clear sound to come out of our life. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Praise the name of God. Come on, somebody right now. That's where your victory is. That's where your healing is. Yay! Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I was listening to a testimony yesterday. Man talking about how he had a stroke. One side of his body was twisted up. He was walking. Walking wasn't right. And he just began to praise God until the people under him in his apartment got mad. He praised God. And he'd go back and look in the mirror and his face still wasn't right. And one day when he was praising God, he looked. And all of a sudden, things began to change. Come on, that area of affliction got off of him in this instance because he released his faith with thanksgiving. Come on, you may not have that situation, but there's something that's got a grip on you. There's something that has set on you. But listen, it can't set on him. And when you lift him up, he'll lift you up. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Does anybody hear me this morning? Magnify him. Yay. Set him on high. Cry out to him. Call on his name. Come on. And when you call on him with intensity, come on. When you magnify him, come on. All of a sudden, he starts growing greater in your mind and in your life and in your heart. And that thing got to move. When you magnify him, he will magnify what you need him to do. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord hears 
the Lord saves and he builds if you release your faith with thanksgiving. Stand to your feet all over the room. God, we thank you. God, we praise you. That you teach us and you'd help us to release our faith with thanksgiving. Not be conditional on how the weather feels or how it looks in our life. And it's not conditional about what money we have or what situation we're going through. But we do it anyway. We do it anyhow. We extend our hands. We extend our heart. We extend our mouth in response. Not to what is happening to us. But in response to what heaven has promised and heaven has spoken. And we thank you today that you hear that you save. And that means there's nothing missing. There's nothing broken in our life. And Lord, whatever is broken, you know how to build it and repair it. Yes, Lord. And you said it as we sung that song that the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich. David said I'm suffering. David said I'm in pain. But he says I will praise God's name. I will honor God. And this will please the Lord more than sacrifice and stuff. The humble will see God at work. And I'm going to see you at work in my life. Lord, I want to see you at work on my job, in my home, in my finances. I want to see you at work in my family. I want to see you at work. You said you hear the cry of the needy. You don't despise the rejected. But we're encouraged this morning because heaven and earth praise you. The seas, they move when they praise you. So, Lord, why dare us not do it? For you will save. You will reveal. You will settle us. And our seed of faith and praise and obedience will lead us to promise and we will inherit everything you have said in Jesus name come on and celebrate the Lord come on why are you celebrating them because you're releasing your faith come on I'm releasing my faith now somebody you need a scholarship come on you need a job come on release your faith come on you need God to work out that problem in your body release your faith come on you need God to bring healing in your family release your faith you need God to touch your spouse release your faith you need God to save your children release your faith you need God you want them to bless you with a house a car release your faith come on you need peace you want to feel his love release your faith with thanksgiving come on I give thanks I give thanks, I give thanks unto the Lord, for he's good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth doors all generations. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Come on, I'm going to open up the altar. I want you to release your faith. You, Lord. Come on, if you need special prayer this morning, if you're not saved, if you want to be saved, I want you to come. If you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I want you to come. If you need healing in your body, I want you to come. Thank you, 
Lord. If you need a touch from the Lord, I want you to come. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Oh, because you've been so good, I just want to thank you, Lord. Oh, you've been my friend, Lord, you've been my friend. Oh, when folk walked out from me, but Lord, you've been my friend. Come on, there's a friend in Jesus, release your faith. You've been my, oh, my friend, Lord. And I just want to, I just want to thank you, Lord. Lord, you've been so good. Yes, you've been.